This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Angry. Now, there is a very important case being heard before the Special Criminal Court. That's a non-jury court. The charge of murder has been levelled at Jerry Hutch, otherwise known and often known as the Monk. There are other men also facing charges. Paul Murphy and Jason Bonney are accused of driving two of the cars in a convoy that took the Regency gunmen away from the murder, having them escape. Of course, the Regency was the scene in, I think, February, the 5th of February, 2016, where at a boxing weigh-in, which Daniel Kinnan was attending, along with one of his closest associates, David Byrne, an ambush really took place. There was heavy guns and weapons used, and David Byrne was murdered. Daniel Kinnan, who was believed to be the principal target, escaped. The result was a feud that has seen 18 people die since that day in February 2016. And now Jerry Hutch is accused of murder. And it is a very interesting case that has had some twists and turns. And it's a pleasure to welcome Sean Murray, who's reporting for his newspaper, the Irish Examiner, on the case which is progressing now. Sean, this is a a complicated case And it hasn't been straightforward because one of the witnesses against Hutch will be Jonathan Dowdle, former Sinn Féin councillor, who we believe has applied to enter the Witness Protection Programme, which is often there for people who are whistleblowers, essentially, and give evidence against accused but wouldn't be safe afterwards, and therefore they're accepted into the Witness Protection Program. Dowdell and his father, Patrick, are serving four and a half years. They booked a room in the Regency Hotel the night before this murder took place and were deemed by the court to have assisted the killers. I haven't got any of that wrong, have I, Sean? No, that, 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 that's correct, Eamon, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously his evidence is going to be so crucial to the prosecution's case, given given the intelligence and information the prosecution says that he has. Yeah, and there's been a lot of legal argument 
in this case. Brandon Gran is the defense senior counsel. Prosecuting senior counsel is Sean Galland. And Brandon Gran for Jerry Hutch has raised a number of objections, one of them being that the evidence gathered when they bugged a car that Dowdle was driving and Hutch was a passenger in, that nine hours of the tapes recorded in that car where much of it was over two-thirds, I think, recorded out of sight of this jurisdiction in Northern Ireland and was therefore inadmissible. And the presiding judge is Tara Burns, and the other judges are Sarah Barkley and Gronia Malone. Tara Burns eventually said, it was quite extraordinary, she said, yes, this was gathered illegally, this evidence, but we will still hear it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that caused any controversy at all? I, I, I mean, like, I, I think you've said it already in terms of the twists and turns in the case. And this was one of the twistiest and turniest points of the case so far. Um, yes. Because we we had waited a few days. So so it was last week the court had heard submissions from Brendan Gretton, who put forth in the strongest possible terms why he felt that this evidence should not be admitted. Then we had Sean Galland for the prosecution. Um, he was making the case that, look, the bug was put on the car in this jurisdiction. It was taken off the car in this jurisdiction and all the data, again, was analyzed in this jurisdiction. So he said he agreed that it didn't matter a damn where the vehicle was. So I think the judges then went off for a few days, obviously, to make their judgments. And I think in in that kind of vacuum, everyone becomes a legal expert for a few days as we're all speculating about, about how it's going to go. Yes. And I will say the atmosphere in court has been like tense at times, but I think it really ratcheted up a few notches last Friday when the, the three judges came in. Um, I, even the monk had been sharing a joke with his co-accused beforehand, but then it, it switched where you could hear a pin drop uh, as Bourne started speaking. And you could see from the massive stack of papers she had brought in with her that it was going to take some time to deliver the ruling. And it, it kind of hinted at it was going to be complex with, with many facets. And, and that's how it turned out. And prosecution has said that the core of their case is these recordings during which Dowdle, already having applied to go into the witness protection program, at least he was a co-accused or likely to be a co-accused at that stage. I think it was, it was in fact counsel for Hutch who said that offering him the protection of the witness protection program and giving him a four and a half year sentence was a powerful incentive for him, him being Dowdle, to testify and damage the case of Jerry Hutch. Yeah, exactly that. Um, Brendan Graham put forward that it was a, a quid pro quo, essentially, um, that the, the DPP was making with Dowdle. Um, he said that uh, the DPP, um, sorry, uh, should I say Dowdle, had the DPP over a barrel, um, given the information that he could give them. Um, and obviously, the prosecution already had what Dowdle had said on the tapes. Um, now, it's the it's when... It came to the point where Dowdle was speaking to the Gardaí and uh, Torning State's witness. Um, Gardaí put it to him what was on these tapes. And he said things like, uh, I'm trying to tell Jerry Hutch what he wants to hear. 
and um, he's making himself out to be someone uh, that Jerry Hutch could trust. And I, I think we made a comment of the fact that he spoke quite a lot on these tapes. And he said that he talks a lot when he's nervous. And um, he said this was made worse when he's he's taking tablets and he's constantly repeating himself. He said he was um, disgusted and ashamed of what he said on the recording. So I think that was a very interesting facet um, that we heard this week. But obviously, it's it's something that um, Brendan Gretton for Hutch has seized upon. As you say, he said it was a, a incredibly powerful incentive for him to give evidence, given that he could also be standing next to the monkey yes. in the dock in, in different circumstances. And so that was the kind of the core of, of Gretton's case this week to try and exclude Dowdle's evidence in, in terms of um, in terms of how how it would affect uh, his client's case, how it would affect Hutch's case. Yes, and in her judgment, Miss Justice Burns, she outlined how the material on the recording was unlawfully gathered because it was gathered outside the state. She said the unlawfulness related to the gathering of the material in the North was, quote, significant. The power to gather this evidence didn't exist, she said. But, she went on, there were no malafides or bad faith from the Gardee. They were under the impression that what they were doing was lawful, which, well, the guards should know the law, shouldn't they? It, it was that was a very interesting facet because uh, just to bring you a bit insidery uh, uh, journalism here, when when we're um, reporting on a big breaking event like this, what we will usually do is we will kind of type up um, a lot of context to kind of fill out what our story is going to be, and we might leave the top line blank to fill in what the the main headline is. So yeah. ha- halfway through her speaking, I had a headline typed out to say that judge rules that gathering of evidence was unlawful. So that was what that's that's the way it seemed to be going while she was um, speaking, because the it, it kind of it kind of appeared to be that okay, if the guards uh, gathered this evidence unlawfully, it probably will not be admitted to the case. It will probably be ruled inadmissible, and it would have yes. been a, a big win for Hutch. But as Tara Bournes kept um, speaking, she kept teasing out different different legal precedents, different parts of legal argument. And as you said there, yes, you said there was no malafides from the Gardaí. Um, they, they were acting on the basis that what they considered to be doing was lawful. And um, she said that her ruling that it was unlawful was the first time that this would have been brought to the attention of the guards that it was unlawful. In, 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 like, so yes. we're talking six years later here. Um, yes. She talked at length about the, the right to privacy that an individual may have. But she also said that Dowdle and Hutch were clearly discussing criminal behavior on the tapes. She made reference to a, a quote, combative strategy on behalf of the Hutch family. Um, and she said that even though having ruled that the evidence on the tapes gathered in the North was unlawful, and this was significant, they still ought to be included into evidence quote, yeah. in the interest of justice, which I thought yes. was a very interesting line. And uh, it, 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 Brendan Grehan, it, I, I would say, um, difficult to read. Um, he he rose up immediately after the ruling and his first words were, I accept the court's ruling as I must. And then he he, he moved on. But I, it, it, was a, it was a very, very kind of tense 
fascinating case as was outlined. And, and as I said, what it seemed to be halfway through in terms of the unlawful gathering seemed to come around as the judge ruled that it could be included um, regardless of that. Yeah, that phrase in the interests of justice is interesting. Perhaps we shouldn't say too much more about it at this stage. Sean, let me ask you about another comment by Ms. Justice Tara Burns yesterday when she said she was, quote, astonished that the prosecution had still not been informed as to whether or not Dowdle had been accepted into the witness protection program. Now, this is particularly important because he's due to give evidence, perhaps today, perhaps on Monday, but his status vis-a-vis the witness protection program appears to be unclear. Is it unclear as it seems to be, given this report, which I'm reading from the Irish Daily Star, actually, and Alison O'Reardon? It it, it 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 seems quite that again we're talking twists and turns. It seemed like another um, astonishing aspect of it that like th- th- this case is going on for over two months. It was um, towards the end of September, beginning of October, when it was established that um, Jonathan Dowdle was being assessed for the witness protection program. Now, obviously, um, all of these kind of things take time, but. You could maybe make the argument that obviously this is a is a huge and significant case, and these kind of things need to be need to be ironed out quickly, especially if if the prosecution is is relying on on, on this to be the case. Um, yeah, I mean the lawyer for Hodge said that Dowdle had a massive incentive to give damning evidence against Hodge, otherwise he himself would be the co-accused. So he, instead of facing a murder charge, he now faces four and a half years, which I take it if he goes into the witness protection program will be curtailed. Yeah, so um, Gretchen said that he felt that uh, Jonathan Dowdle had engaged in a what he called a very careful choreography to ensure that only after his murder charge was dropped did he commit to make a statement in writing um, regarding um, the information that he had. And uh, as he said, yeah, it words like uh, incentives and quid pro quo. He said that it had tainted the process. This is what Gretchen had said. And he, he made the claim that Hutch couldn't obtain a, a fair trial in, in, in that case. Obviously, um, the ruling was made by uh, Miss Justice Bournes that, that Dowdle could give evidence and it was a matter for the DPP as to whether a plea authorised on a certain set of facts to a lesser charge is acceptable. And as we know, the DPP did accept um, Jonathan Dowdle's plea on this lesser charge. Um, it, it, it is quite interesting, and it, it, um, it, it's often the case where if if something isn't happening to the judge's satisfaction in court, she will make clear that that she is frustrated. That could be with prosecution, or it could be with defence. And as you said, she said she was astonished that the prosecution find themselves in this position where it's not yet clear if he will be on the witness protection program, if that assessment has been made. Um, the, the main concern seems to be kind of wasting court's time. They have this case to go through. They thought it might be over by Christmas. I think it's very clear now that it won't be over by Christmas. Miss um, Justice Bournes made the point that everyone is talking about Jonathan Dowdle getting into the witness box. And she was, again, astonished that the prosecution find itself in a situation where they don't have an answer to that question as of yet. 
Yes, I mean, and it is a vital question, absolutely vital. It's reported by you and others that what Dowdle will tell the court, one of the things Dowdle will tell the court is that Hutch admitted to him that he was, quote, one of the team that murdered David Byrne at the Regency Hotel. Seems highly unlikely that Hutch would admit that, but that's the evidence that we understand that Dowdle will offer the court. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's interesting to contrast that with the tapes that we have heard. So on those tapes, I think we discussed it last week. Yes. The uh, the monk never makes a kind of overt or clear confession um, yes. regarding his involvement in the Regency. The, the, the topic is traversed in many different ways without him um, saying it outright. So obviously, if, the, if he did say it outright, the prosecution would, would obviously consider that a significant part of their case, but he doesn't. And the, the evidence that Dowdle will give is obviously of huge significance. If the court accepts Dowdle's evidence that Hutch told him he was part of the team, that's, all, that's obviously uh, the, where the case will turn. Um, he but also, you are, I mean, in those circumstances, John, the court is accepting the word, unvouched actually by anybody but himself, of a man who is serving a four and a half year sentence for criminality. Exactly. Well, it, it, exactly. That, that's it. And uh, obviously there, there will be a lot of commentary over whether or not the court uh, has admitted its evidence, which it, which it now has, and whether or not it, it, it takes the word of Jonathan Dowdle in this situation. Um, what the guards who gave evidence this week have said, and now these were guards who spoke to Jonathan Dowdle and his wife in the months coming up to um, the court case that we're now at, they're yeah. talking about how both of them were, were very scared. They're talking about how both of them were, were, were living in fear, essentially, because... They feared both the, 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 the Kinahans and they believed they may have been under threat from the Hutches as well. So, and also from paramilitaries, is that right? The, the, that, 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 that's been a suggestion that was made. And obviously right. the, 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 the meeting that we heard about on those tapes was, was Hutch and Dowdle allegedly going to meet some Republicans up north um, to try and broker a peace deal with the Kinahans. And, and, and names have been said in, in that regard, um, especially nicknames uh, of certain individuals. And yes. I, I'm sure those in, individuals will, will, will not like seeing their names uh, in print uh, and in commentary. Now, when is Jonathan Dowdle expected to enter the witness box? There was speculation it could be today or next week. What's your judgment? What do you know, Sean? I, I think every time we've spoken, Eamon, I, I, I've said that, yeah, I think Jonathan Dowdle could be given evidence in the, in the next week or so. I feel like it's coming. <laughs> um, one, one of the things in the court is that they, they don't really flag too many things in advance. They, they right. will tease when something is happening. And I know I've said before that, yeah, it looks like Dowdle is going to be soon. But I think I can say with, with a bit more confidence than I, than I have before that obviously the, the judge has ruled that it will hear Jonathan Dowdle's evidence. And what is going to happen this morning? So bear in mind, we're talking Friday morning. What yes. is going to happen later this morning is that we're going to, the court is going to get an update on this witness protection status. Right. Now, there, I would say there's an outside chance that we could hear Dowdle today, but I would say it's far more likely that it will be Monday. 
And again, <laughs> the disclaimer of uh, we've yes. been wrong before when we've been predicting this, but it's going right. to be it's going to be the case has been fascinating in, in so many facets up to now. But when when Jonathan Dowdle takes the witness box, and especially under cross examination, it's going. I imagine it will last for for many days, if not maybe a couple of weeks. Of Dowdle on the stand. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, there's another question that puzzles me, and I want to ask you about it, John. When Dowdle was talking to the guards when he was being questioned, there was no electronic recording of the encounter between Dowdle and the guardie. That seems to me to be strange, and I think the judge said that the court that's her and her two other fellow judges, disagreed with this assertion as a lot of documentation had been generated from the meetings, notes were taken, and there were emails thereafter. While this issue, she continued, is not without difficulty, it is not of a magnitude that results in unfairness, such as the witness should not be called. Is it usual or normal, I believed it was, that interviews between suspects and guards are taped. I, I, I mean that that would be uh, a, a matter for the for the guards to answer. It seems like uh, Gretton had definitely raised that for Hutch as being uh, an unusual aspect of, of these encounters, and he said that it put the defence at a disadvantage in terms of cross examining um, how um, Jonathan Dowdle's kind of account to the guards developed over time. Yes. Um, so he said, obviously, we, we, we can't trace the evolution of, of his evidence to Gardy. Now, on the other hand, Gardy um, said that um, there was a number of conditions that had been requested by Dowdle's solicitor in, in the initial contacts before um, Jonathan Dowdle began um, telling the Gardy um, various aspects of the case. Um, and the Gardy, some of them said they kept detailed notes of these meetings, which, which could be cross-checked. But the, the, 
it's interesting that the the kind of um, legal precedent cited was uh, a Supreme Court case about how there needs to be um, a sense of fairness given to the accused in cases like this. And I feel like the, the idea of fairness, even not, not being a legal expert in, in, in any regard, but obviously the concept of fairness would contain a degree of subjectivity. And obviously, yes. as we've seen, Miss um, Justice Bournes came down on on the side of the of the fact that yes, it is a difficulty, and it, it, it's a curious aspect that um, there was no electronic reco- recordings. But obviously, if there is notes and other emails to back it up, that they weren't of the magnitude that the witness should not be called. I feel like I feel like that was the way the wind was blowing. That that um, yes, Dowdle's evidence would be admitted, and and and. And it wasn't as much of a surprise to maybe people compared to the the admittance of the tapes from last week. Now, the essential feature of the special criminal court is the absence of a jury. And therefore, the judges, presiding judges and the two other judges, they make the decision. It's there for a reason. There have been some terrible, dreadful people and some dreadful acts committed. But not everybody politically is in favor of the special criminal court because there is no jury and the right to a jury trial is a a fundamental right in this country, really. Is it arguable that given that there is no jury, that the court be, I would say, above reproach, scrupulous? And when you look at the accounts of this case, in your own paper, the Irish Examiner, in the Irish Times, and in other papers to start today, it's hard to say that what's happening is above reproach. I, I mean, uh, the, the argument, you, you could make that argument um, and point to aspects of the case. I, I am sure, I think it, it, it's, it's... I don't want to get you hauled in front of the judges. So I, I, I'm just, it seems to me on its face... And I would support the existence of a special criminal court in certain circumstances. But if, for example, a justice says this evidence was obtained illegally, but still in the interest of justice, I'm admitting it, that leaves me absolutely gobsmacked. I I think what this case uh, will do or maybe has done already will maybe that like no other case has done for, for a few years will really ramp up the discourse and the questioning around aspects of the special criminal court. I feel like it might not be happening right now, but I feel like that's a conversation that will, that will happen in in earnest, maybe after this case is finished. I feel like that's something that's, that that we've said before, but I feel like, uh, again, to use that phrase, the twists and turns, it's been such an interesting case with so many facets. And obviously the each, each ruling that the, the judge, the judges have had to make, have been imbued with such importance to the case when we're yes. talking about evidence of of recordings on bugged cars and when we're talking about the evidence of someone who has has pleaded guilty to a lesser charge yes uh, and could have been facing a murder charge exactly the 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 the, the courts uh, like like all other aspects of public life are subject to scrutiny and i feel like the scrutiny will 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 come after this trial but I also think it's um, there, there's there's a long way to go yet, and I think it'll be something that should be maybe judged in the rounds, as it were, 
when, when, right. when this is done. But it's an interesting, definitely an interesting point that you raise, and I feel like feel like it, that that discourse will happen. Just let me ask you a final question, Sean, and we're very grateful to you both for your work for the Examiner, which is excellent, and for your contribution to the stand. Is there a right of appeal to cases that are settled in the special criminal court? For example, can you appeal to the Supreme Court? Is there an appeal process? I mean, anyone who's convicted of a crime has has the right to appeal, whatever form that may take. That if, if to take a, a a hypothetical situation, if someone was found guilty of murder, they they have the right to appeal that. They have to set out clear bases for appealing that, and obviously these things take time. So we will see what way it goes, but that could be a possibility, I think, in the future. And just finally, Brendan Graham is acting for the defence here. He's very experienced and respected senior counsel, as indeed is the state's senior counsel. He said, and I quote, that Dowdell had the DPP over a barrel. This is in bargaining for a place in the witness protection program in exchange because Dowdell was originally the co-accused with Hutch, wasn't he, of murder? He was, and um, it, that was kind of teased out a bit more this week in terms of the guards had the the recordings. They had what Dowdell said on the recordings, and I think it, that was one of the main reasons why he was also facing that murder charge. But obviously, he he has pleaded guilty to the lesser charge. Um, he and his father made the hotel room available to to yes. the gang that carried out the murder the night before. So. Yeah, obviously, I, I I feel like this that that specific aspect, the idea, the concept of being over a barrel, is something that will be put to Dowdle at great length uh, under cross examination from Gretton when he gets in the box. Okay, Sean, we're very grateful to you for joining us. I understand Sean Murray is covering the Hutch murder trial for his newspaper, the Irish Examiner. We're very grateful to Sean, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.